ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Smart to Death. And you know, guys, hold on, we have something to tell you. Down. Something's gonna happen. Oh, Don, quickly, north south position, sixty nine. Me done. So who is you expecting to choose for wrestling news? Rumors and predictions, collecting the views. We paid our dues and we got nothing to lose. Coming straight from the heart to two respectable dudes. Don't be confused. We're talking pay-per-views and upcoming cards. We're number one in your ears and number one in your hearts. There's a new show every week. It ain't that hard to check. I would like to welcome you to Smart to Death. I would like to welcome you to Smart to Death, Tom. I would like to welcome you back to the show, even though you're on here every week with me now. <laughs> welcome, my friend. Hey, listen, here's the deal. Wednesday nights kind of fucking rule for wrestling. Yeah, I mean, tonight was a much more explosive night than Sunday. Um, I yeah. really think tonight <laughs> was... I mean, tonight really hammered it home, man. You know what? And... I think with that being said, it's only customary. All right, listen, I, I will be honest, Tone, and I told everyone this. I will give it till this show and then I'll let the whole thing die, right? Because I would never do the same to anybody else. Like, you're allowed sure. to be critiqued on a really, really bad, oh my goodness, that's going to make Russell Crap top five for, for five days. After five yeah. days, I'm out, okay? So it's probably the last time you'll hear me mention the clip. You may see it again in the show. But, uh, man, let, let's talk about that, Tony. So we have Omega Moxley. They do this very good, if not great, Barb Boyer yeah. exploding ring match, right? For those sure. who saw it, and I'm sure you've talked about it before with your friends, we've seen clips online. Match was awesome. Yeah. The ending, however, not the <laughs> now stop, hold on a second. Now stop, hold on a second. Not the ending. Make sure you get it right. It's not the ending of the match. And that's where I want to stop you here. Because what's bothering me about the way people are reacting, that we're just jumping right into the show this week, guys. No, no fucking around here. Um, so, and if you're joining us live, thank you so much. Please hit like, share, subscribe, comment, all that good stuff. If you're watching on Twitter, make sure you follow that. We have the Facebooks, uh, actually both shooting the sports dish and smart to death Facebook going. So, uh, hopefully we can start getting some good audiences here on, on Wednesday nights. And if not, whatever, at least we tried, um, <laughs> you know, here's the thing that bothers me about the whiplash or not whiplash, the backlash that they got from this number one, absolutely a company run by a billionaire should get backlash for what happened in that promotion. Yep. We'll talk about what Brian uh, Brian K has here in the chat. We'll definitely talk about that here in a second Brian, but what bothers me is that people are calling this the end of the match. Stop. That's not the end of the match. This is the end of the show. You need to separate those two things to me because the mat like what I'm worried about and it's already it's happened, right? Like now we're at the point where no one's going to talk about just how good that match was between Mox and Kenny. Was it as good as their unsanctioned match last year at Full Gear? No. Or two years ago at Full Gear? No. No, it was not as good as that match. It was never going to be as good as that match because the awe factor is gone. The shock factor is gone. There was there a lot of shock really in that match, man. Those rope explosions had a lot of nice-looking things to them. All right? The match looked fine. If As a deathmatch watcher, it did nothing for me. But otherwise, it was fine. It but was you fine. 
But what you're trying to differentiate now is the end of the match versus the end of the pay-per-view, correct? Correct, correct. In an exploding barbed wire ring death match, the end of the match is when the ring blows up. No one's watching that match for a winner or a loser. It's when the ring is blowing up. So in my opinion, the end of the match is the tomfoolery of the sparklers in the smoke. Did you say tomfoolery just because your name's in it? I did. Did you like that? (laughs) I did. Yeah, it was awesome. Nice. (laughs) Uh, Okay, that's fine, right? I mean, that's fine. But again, we're past this moment now. Uh, let's go ahead and move on to what they did tonight. As Brian K says here, the promos tonight for AEW really helped them save face. They had to laugh it off. Immediately, Moxley jumped out and said uh, after the show, like, Kenny can't build. You know, Kenny's a tough son of a bitch, but he can't build a, uh, build a match at all. And then tonight, you know, they joke about it. Eddie Eddie laughs it off. Kind of, They make fun of each other about it. And then we see that uh, and they, they blame it on impact uh, because, yes, they're partners. But in storyline, they don't like each other. The companies don't. So that's that's fine. I have no issue whatsoever with what they did tonight. I thought it was fun. I thought that AEW really has handled it well. There's some issues with stuff getting taken down, maybe. But maybe Look, not. In my opinion, Tony, okay? Anytime that you put somebody else's copyrighted material on the internet for which we did monetization purposes which we (laughs) did not no we're not trying to monetize it because we ain't monetized on this channel um but listen okay they have the right to take down anything what bothered me with the takedowns of certain videos was it was only the ones that were negatively impacting them that bothered me yeah mine was one of them Many of them were. Uh, many of yours were. Uh, yes. Listen, though, if you're going to do it, you have to do it across the board. You can't You can't be picky and choosy is my problem with it. And, again, they have every right to do whatever they want to. It's their footage. It's their company. But, again, we're kind of moving past that, right? I think yeah. tonight the way they lapped it off, they had to. I think internally there was so much hurt and so much disappointment from so many people within the company. Forget fans, okay? Workers, bookers, Tony, Moxley, Omega. So much disappointment. So much of a WTF after all that, right? That their outrage and anger wasn't towards the fans when it happened. It literally was towards the, oh, man, I can't believe that happened. And I, I understand. It's human emotion, right? So they joked it off tonight, though. They had lines like, oh, it's a bomb from Acme. Or, hey, the bomb was built by Impact Wrestling. That's why it didn't work. Um, I thought Moxley and Kingston were fantastic in their sipping whiskey backstage promo. Yes. Yes. I thought it was was very, very good. Um, I, I liked what they did there. It's nice to see that they're buds now. They're frenemies now. Um it's it's i mean it's fine whatever what they did tonight was very very good brian you're totally right they did a good job they did they laughed it off and that's fine and what what i really like about this is it's the difference between the two shows on wednesday and the shows on monday and friday and let's just call it what it is like the two shows on friday like if if nxt had some screw up like that i wholeheartedly believe that nxt would also try to deal with the situation whereas raw and smackdown we're going to see them blow blow it off and move past it um, and hope that we forgot. I mean, we've it, seen that. I mean, historically, in WWE's right. main main roster, their main two shows, if there's something they want to just scrap, it's then gone forever. Um, mm-hmm. The way 
AEW has made the final 10 minutes of that show, though, it kind of is gone forever. It's not in their photo roll from the show. It's not in anything. So I, I get that true. part, too. But at least, again, they laughed it off. They joked like we all did. I'm sure there'll be many skits in BTE about it for the next year or so, right? Right, 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 right. No, like, they're, I, I mean, they're wait. already talking about it. I can't wait till the 4th of July episode to BTE because you know there's going to be a callback to this. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. They did a good job with it. And it's over and done with. And, like, there was an overreaction from fans like, AEW's done now. No, they're not, man. They still have a billionaire backing. They're still on TNT. And Revolution, we're not going to talk about Revolution much more because we're done. We're past that. We already have a review. If you like it, look in the channel uh, history. You got to look on YouTube.com slash shooting the sports ish there uh, to find all smart to death reviews. Uh, or if you're on the podcast feed, podcast, podcast feed, check there too. Um, Anyway, Revolution was a good show without it. Like this wasn't like TNA at the downfall where Bobby Roode is cutting shoot promos on Hulk Hogan for absolutely ruining everyone's life when he came over there and pushed Dixie Carter aside and did the same shit he did in WCW. It's not the same thing. They just had a mishap at the end of a good, pretty good pay-per-view. Their worst one probably, not a bad show. I said that on Sunday when reviewing the pay-per-view, right? It wasn't one of their top five shows. Wasn't, yeah, a bad, wasn't a bad show. That doesn't make it a bad show. They've had some amazing yeah. shows, okay? What separates this show from some of the things you would just mention of an impact or fans making comparisons of WCW-esque, right? right? This legitimately was two minutes of the show in totality. Yeah. Those shows were like that from start to finish. So I can't look at it like that at all. Was it one of the right. biggest gapes in wrestling? Yeah, it was really, really bad, right? But we sure. moved on at this point. It didn't ruin no, the entire show, on. though. Yeah. No, no, not at all. No, not at all. And uh, hello, what's up, Queen of the Indies? My my buddy Tiff here. Uh, hey, Tiff. Tiff. All three of us have had a hell of a week, and we're not going to talk about that. But if you guys know Tiff, Fenton, and I, and some of the things that we uh, are involved with here in the old interwebs and the old uh wrestling hard week last week it was a hard week last week we last week you act like i'm not still pulling bullets out of the middle of my chest right now and we're fucking four days out don't tell me last week i don't want to talk about it either well buddy i feel like if you're pulling bullets out of your chest that wouldn't be good let's move on we're gonna talk about uh Kristen cage christian cage i should say not Kristen cage that's a uh, that would not be the same guy. Uh, Christian Cage, he was the big signing. Outwork everyone. Love that saying, by the way. He comes out, and uh, he was supposed to speak tonight, but Kenny and the great heel that Kenny has become for AEW comes out, interrupts the segment, and then, uh, of course, as we see, there's a countdown, there's a countdown, there's a countdown coming, and what? What happened? Dude, something's going to happen. I'm done. Quickly, north-south position. 69 me, done. 69 me, save me. Done. Save me. 100% they 69 each other on that <laughs> like Don Callis and Kenny Omega straight up 69 now I wasn't really paying attention I was like I was texting with Carl and, and, and Tiff and talking about the show and uh, we were like excited like yeah Christian versus Kenny if that's what happens this is great this is awesome good stuff right um so it's a weird thing, but it does look like Christian is going to be teaming up with Mox and Kenny uh, against or Mox and uh, uh, Eddie versus Kenny and the Good Brothers. And I I like that they're thrusting him right into the main event scene. I know 
that we get all crazy as wrestling fans, like when Goldberg shows up or Brock shows up and all of a sudden or John Cena shows up and boom, title shot. Certain people in wrestling don't need to prove themselves. They can just be in title shots, and it's okay because it's worked. I have so much to say about this. So I look at Christian coming in, right, and you've made yeah. him the name, right? You hyped it up, yeah. and he's your guy, and that's fine. I don't have an issue with that. We've talked about that before. Don't think for a second because he is their guy that he's not going to be the main event pitcher. He was not brought in for the first year of his career in AEW to put over Darby Allen, to put over Cody. Right. That is not why he's there. Kenny needs an opponent. Kenny needs a babyface opponent. Cody yes. can't challenge for the title. Cody's going on paternity leave. Moxley's going on paternity leave. Pentagon's right. a heel again. Who would you like? And obviously, Thanks. Hangman is the way long story, right? You can't do it right now. Who yep. else would you like Omega to work there? I don't understand. Uh, that's the thing too, is like, I don't know, like, yes, you could have Kenny in there. Sure. Or uh, uh, Kenny versus Eddie. You could absolutely have Kenny versus Eddie as the, as the and you'll, you'll get there, but you had to lay out something to get there. Right. Yeah. 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 Right. 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 Um, you, you absolutely could get there. Uh, and that's fine. But wh what is Christian going to do if you bring him in here and you know, he's not cheap, right? Like, you know, he wasn't cheap for them to get. What do we expect from Christian if he's not in the main event scene before? Like, do you think he's just going to feud with like Jungle Boy? Like, what do, what do they think we're going to do here, Tom? I I think Christian is going to be a guy towards the top top of their card for the next sixteen yeah. to twenty four months. Um, I can give you two point five million reasons why I think that. That being said. <laughs> I think the opportunity is there for Christian not to work just a guy like Omega, but there's also yeah. an MJF Christian feud where, my goodness, I'm excited for that. I can get sure. behind MJF and Christian. Sure. I yeah, can, why not? I can, I can get behind Christian and Cody again. I don't have an issue with that. There sure. is so many matches for Christian, and I'm going to, I hate to say this, and it's no disrespect to Kurt Angle. There are so many more matches that Christian can work in his current body than Kurt Angle could if he was brought to AEW. Kurt Angle, I mean, in my opinion, would be similar yeah. to Sting at this point, where very limited on bumps. And now we don't know how Christian's spine is going to hold up. We, we wish him well, right? But we don't right. know how that neck's going to hold up. You're working Kenny Omega. It will probably be one of Christian's best matches, and he's going to go out and try to put everything on the line to show WWE what they left off on. Omega, on the flip side, is going to show WWE what he can do First one of their guys, right, right, and and that's going to be a nice thing to see too. I love that you, I love that you brought that up immediately. It's going to be one of Christian's best matches, and let's like, there's this like weird thing where people just don't think that like that it's going to be a good match, and that it's just WWE is uh, part timers and. But Christian, as far as I know, was brought in to be a full time worker, at least a mostly full time worker, right? Yeah. So. I don't understand why we think that wouldn't happen. Um, Man of a Thousand Three Holds, but our buddy Alex there does say that uh, Lance Archer should have been here before Christian. I don't think he should lose right off the bat. Uh, so, go ahead, Tom. That's tough. Go ahead. No, go uh, ahead. Go I'll, ahead, I'll go first. I, I would agree to an extent. I think Lance Archer, in the role they're now putting him in, 
Sure. As this dominant force, not a heel, not a face at this point, just a badass, right? I think sure. it needs about six more months to develop. I think come the fall time, if you need an opponent, you can use Archer, whether the guy's a face or a heel, it doesn't matter. You can use Lance to main event. That's no problem at all. Sure. I think now is a little too early, but listen, they planted the bugs. They planted a potential sting match with him. Like they have plans for him. Sure. Sure. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I think, I think that's fine. Um, I, yeah, Lance Archer will get a title shot at some point. He will get a title shot at some point. It will be fine. We will get there at some point. Um, Christian's music is fire. I do agree with that. It is definitely good Christian music as well. And it, it'll be nice to see what they do with him. Let's move on to the Dude, next hey, topic. Really, here. really quick on Christian. I did yeah. like that with Christian, they kept the countdown clock because it was something that he had when he went to TNA at the time. Now impact. Um, he did have that countdown clock in his music and he had it at revolution. So I like that. It was probably the best countdown clock they had in the whole show. So yeah, yeah, no, I'm with you. Uh, let's move on to the next topic here. NXT women's tag champs were were champions. They were given is Dakota and Raquel, and they were champions for 58 minutes. 58 minutes. Uh-huh. Who are the champs now? We have Chauncey Blackheart and Ember Moon, who defeated them for the newly awarded NXT tag titles. I'm not super crazy about uh, NXT very, 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 very rarely has confusing shit. They, of course, they've done it a lot more in the last year or so. Um, oh, yeah, that's a good point. Can still use Eddie Kingston versus Omega before Christian Cage as well. Yeah, you could still you could still get there. But I, I think we'll go back to we'll go back to the tag titles in a second. I have a feeling that Eddie's supposed to be written off with Omega. I, I don't feel he's supposed to you mean be with there as a character. I'm sorry, at Moxley. I don't feel he's supposed to be there in storyline as a character right now. No, I don't think I so. I think either. they're going no. to it, and I think you'll get there absolutely. But I don't think he's supposed to be there right now. Yeah, like I Kenny's think the mishap is the reason why he's there right now. Kenny's not losing to Christian. Like, he's not losing the belt to Christian. He's not losing the belt to Lance Archer either. I wouldn't imagine. He's losing the belt Kenny's to Hangman. Kenny's not losing that belt to Hangman. And if it's yeah. done differently, I will be shocked. Yeah. No, me too. Me too. Um, before we get into this next topic, get back to the NXT Women's Tag Titles. Let's talk about Podgo here real quick, our sponsor here on the show. If you are a podcaster, you need to be using Podgo. It's awesome. Right now, I'm logged into my Podgo account. I could use four different ads. But instead, I'll use the ad for this this platform that wasn't around when I first started podcasting. I'm super glad it's here now. Uh, the way it works basically is you just go in, you set up an account, you get a list of things, you choose it, and then you pick where you're going to do your little uh, ad spot and you put it in where it says. So this one says mid-roll, which means middle of the show. So from 18 minutes to 20 minutes every week, I give out a shout out to Podgo. Uh, Podgo is awesome. They are great, and if you tell them that we referred you shooting the sports-ish, we get $5. So I would like that because I am actually exactly $5 short for rent. Do you understand how many sparklers I can buy with that many sparklers I can buy for $5? So please... Back to the women's tag titles. So Shotzi Blackheart and um, oh my god, why can't I remember? Ember Moon. Ember Moon are now the tag champs. 
And uh, I, I just don't understand why NXT even did this. I thought the idea of the women's tag titles were so that they could be on every show. Okay. Um, here's mm-hmm. what I'll say. I agree with you to your original point that NXT has done things a little differently the last six, seven, eight months or so as previously mm-hmm. with, with holes and stories. I think they a have lot to, of that, right? Because now you're on live TV, you're competing for ratings. You got to do what you got to do. I get it. That's that's what it is, Tony. And I think a lot of it too is a trickle down effect from the main roster changes that hit NXT late. Like, hey, we're gonna change X, Y, and Z. It's like, oh shit, we had this plan, but now we have to go to this. Yeah. I here's why I can't tear it to pieces. I agree with you. Why was that match not just for the tag titles? We're right. introducing the tag titles. Have the match. Problem is the match already happened. And Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez already won the match. It was the Dusty Classic. Sure. I think that's the only reason why you had to award them with the tag titles. Do I disagree thinking that I could have wrote a better angle and had that at TakeOver? Because what else do you have the tag titles planned to take over at this point? Sure. Yeah, I would have waited till then. But look. I can't blast it too hard because I think many people would be saying, why do Dakota and Raquel have to face them again if they've already beat them once? That's the only flip I have to this. Yeah, no, I totally get it. Your mic's doing something weird all of a sudden. I'm not sure what happened. It sounds like you're underwater. Really? Yeah, it's weird. Okay, let me adjust. <laughs> I, don't, I fucking love podcasting. It's just We've adjusted, folks. <laughs> It's still doing it. It's weird. It might just be my shit. Who knows? Let's move on. Um, NXT had a great Wednesday night's main events were really great. And I love it so, so yeah. much. Um, but so NXT's main event tonight was crazy. We had Adam Cole versus Finn Balor for the NXT title. You and I both made uh, different predictions last week. I said Kyle Riley's getting involved. You said, sure, Tony. I also think Kyrian Cross is going to get involved. And they didn't. I thought they would dirty up the match, but instead, and like you could argue Kyle O'Reilly kind of did. He showed up. It was the distraction that Finn needed to easily finish off the match. Didn't bother me at all. Didn't bother me at all. Yeah. No, I don't have a problem with that either. I think it's, I think it's fine the way they did it because you don't have Tom sounds fine. Okay. So it is my headphones. Thank you, Tanner. I appreciate that. Tony swimming with the these headphones were only like a hundred dollars, so it's cool that they're ruined. That's great. You, you I'm tell so me happy. that I'm the one underwater. Fantastic. I just can't wait. Oh, everything, whatever. We'll just figure it out. <laughs> but anyway, so um we did have we did have Kyle O'Reilly uh show up as a distraction. Um Finn ends up winning the match, he retains the belt. Kyle Riley looks like he hasn't slept in like God knows when. Like, I love uh, it though. I love the did. way it plays into it. Yeah, he looks demented. Yeah, no, me too. He looks like Adam Cole took his heart and smashed it on the ground. Um, I love he the does. way it plays into it. It reminds me of when Ciampa went psycho and grew the really long beard for the first time because in story he was supposed to be so angry with Johnny. The only thing he could do was work out and work out more. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think, I think if we get Cole and O'Reilly takeover weekend, I can only assume we're getting interference from Bobby Fish, who is currently MIA. 
along with Roger yeah. Strong. But I also feel TakeOver is going to be Adam Cole's big next moment. I think he's going to get yeah. two more members of the Undisputed Era. I think he'll get another group. And I think that's their way of pushing him without being in that title match. As you mentioned, at the end of the match, Finn Balor goes over, he wins. And you hear Finn before he even turns around. And I loved this because it didn't make Finn look like an idiot. And I think a lot of the times WWE makes their baby faces look like idiots. He didn't even turn around. He said, what took you so long? And then he turned around and Karrion Cross is standing right there looking about 800 pounds more in weight and two feet higher than Finn Balor. He looked like a monster, Tony. He looked, yeah, he, I mean, he does look like a monster compared to most of the guys on NXT. Anyway, what's up, uh, Connor? Thanks for joining us. Connor is a new hockey guy here at uh, Shooting the Sports-ish. Uh, Tanner wants to know, who are we putting in this new Undisputed Era stable? Well, Tanner, nope. I have I have opinions of people I'd like there, but I also have opinions of people I'd like to keep jobs there. So I... Uh, I'm going to stay mute on this one because nothing I can say will benefit anyone. There you go. You can take a wild guess. You can take a gander if you take a guess if you would like what that means. But we will move on anyway. I will uh, say this. Let that me, main let me, event. Sorry. Sorry, Tony. That's my fault. I go for it. Go long. for it, brother. If you were to turn MSK heel, that would fit perfectly with Adam Cole. The problem is they will not be heel. They're hot baby faces right no. now. But think of that same right. attitude and same aura. That type of talent, I think, will be with Adam Cole. I don't, yeah, I don't think that MSK would work. I like they're just too good of they're too good of faces, and you can't you just can't ruin faces like that. Uh, not this early. You gotta wait a while. Not ruin, but you can't you can't lose the faces. You need the faces. That's what keeps your show going. That's what keep fans fans wanting to come back, seeing the faces win. If Finn beats Cross, who would be left? I do think that Finn is going to beat Cross, um, and I think Cross moves up to Raw or SmackDown. I actually, think I think Finn, I think uh, Cross will move up to SmackDown and eventually be polished and uh, conditioned to end up being the guy to go that Roman goes after. Or Roman goes, uh, he goes after Roman. Okay, That's just I, how I see it. I see Raw after Mania. The next night, that Monday, Cross showing up. Whether Cross is the mm -hmm. NXT champion and he abandons the title and they do a tournament to explain the move to Tuesday, which I see completely possible at this point to launch the Tuesday show with the tournament. you got to get people to tune into yep. that show for the first time. Or if Finn beats him for whatever reason, I just see Cross and Drew by SummerSlam is their direction. Okay. Cross and Drew would be dope. Yeah, Cross and Cross and Drew would be fine. I would like that as well. I think that'd be just fine. Uh, but I think Finn's on NXT for a while. I mean, why I think is he he's there leave? for. A while. Why is he going to leave? He's making the same I mean, money. He's producing right, backstage. Nothing. He doesn't there's do nothing for him to do. That's it. Like I don't think yeah. people remember that Finn Balor. I understand he got hurt. Okay, did have a long reign. But he was the first ever universal champion. In a guy's brain, that still means something to them. Like, I reached the pinnacle of WWE. Sure. Sure. 
yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't know what else he would do either. I just don't think there's anything else for him to do. He might as well stay in NXT, keep putting over these young guys until he decides not to wrestle anymore. I mean, God forbid I do not need a Demon Finn Balor versus Bray Wyatt Fiend feud. Nope. Don't need it in my God, life. Jesus Christ, no. Nope. Don't need any part of it. And I'm telling you, if Finn was on the main roster, that's where I would see it going. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm with you. Um, so it was really beautiful the way that NXT set up two different storylines. Now we have the Undisputed Era uh, implosion still going, yes. and then we also have uh, Cross versus Finn building for Mania Takeover Week because it's a long ass week of wrestling that week here in just like about a month. Oh God! There's also a new stable in, in All Elite Wrestling too. AEW did start a new uh, did start a new stable as well tonight. And it is out of nowhere. It's out of nowhere. Let I me mean, let's just call it what it is. I think that the segment was handled very, very nicely, though. You had it like MJF look like it, it, the Jericho comes out. He's in white. Everybody's in black. You think there's some foreshadowing there? Like, oh, Jericho's going to get killed off so he can go tour with Fozzie since the world is opening back up. Makes sense, right? Cool. So what ends up happening is we see some footage here, MJF show, like, like there's some footage Sammy shows of MJF plotting to get everyone to turn against him. And then everyone turns against MJF. MJF is in the corner freaking out and says, I'm not scared because I've been working on my own thing. Lights go off, which AEW does a great job with the lights off debuts, by the way. Too, too many times. Too many times. It's I, overdone. I, I like And that. I'm a big lights out me. guy. But I think it's overdone. I think they do it too much. But nonetheless, it didn't ruin this at all. I just think they do it too much. Fine. That's fine. Sure. It worked perfect. It was done perfectly in this situation to me. No but issue. You end up having, yeah, you end up having Wardlow show up, FTR, Tully, and then you have and Spears. And now we have our horsemen type stable. They won't be called the horsemen because there's five of them. I imagine they won't be. Um, maybe they are. Who knows? This stable works for me. Does the way we got there work for me? I don't know yet. Because I look, I'm just kind of confused how MJF tried to plot against Jericho and turn the stable on him, and he was convinced it was going to work, but Dude, it look, didn't. I, like yeah. who who knew who tipped him off? And maybe we'll find out next week. They do a good job so of closing up those loose ends. I can book them out of it if you want, and that's fine. But let me just tell you the discrepancy I have, and it's very similar to yours, right? You have the swerve, which yeah. we think the inner circle is turning on Jericho. That is not an issue at all. Played out great. We have Sammy coming out. Great swerve. Set up a cell phone camera in the room to explain why he has footage, which is even better because I love the logic there. Okay, that was tremendous. Yep, perfect. So now I have Sammy perfect. in the ring, right? And this is where it kind of fall apart. Because how is MJF not one step ahead, but three? To the point of, okay, he knew Jericho was thinking of a double turn. He knew the footage on Sammy. He knew this, so he's going to have his own group. That was the problem. Here's where I can help AEW. Because I know you're listening, TK. Wardlow, yeah, of course, uh, yeah, Ward, yeah, absolutely. Wardlow should be the one who tipped off MJF because somebody told him they were going to turn out of him, which is the reason why mm. Wardlow wasn't in the ring for the original inner circle beatdown gathering. And I would be okay with that if they explained it that way. I can see them going that way. I think that's where they're going to have to go. And they again, they Giving do a good job, the doubt, right? 
Yeah, we don't have any reason to think they won't explain it. But let's just talk about the stable itself. I love it. I really do. We we you and I talked on the phone just a couple nights ago about like what are they gonna do here? Like, is Sean the guy? Is Sean the fucking dude? Like, who did, did they strike out on all this? Who do they strike out on here that puts them in this situation? Right. And then we see that it's like, no, actually, what we're gonna get is this situation here. We're gonna get FTR, uh, and you're gonna get MJF as the leader of a stable. And you know, if you think about it, really. We were always going to get that. We were always going to get like it, it always made sense to get MJF as a stable. Why wouldn't we have done it? He's the next big leader I, heel. He has to have his own group. So yeah. you're right. That's why. Yeah. That's why you thought it. Like he has to have his own group. Where I'm drawing a little hardship in this group. Love MJF. Love the revival. Totally with him. We're great. Wardlow is a heavy. Sure. We're cool. It's the Sean Spears part. And let me tell you why. I think he looks tremendous. I think he works his ass off. I think he's fine on a microphone. But AEW absolutely killed him. You brought him in to be this heel monster. You built him up, built him up, built him up. He was so good when you built him up for Cody. And then you just killed him. You made him a dark character. So his credibility isn't there. It's very similar to me of what WWE attempted to do with Jinder Mahal on a smaller scale. Of, well, I still have this guy. He looks great. He's very good, blah, 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 blah. Let's push him to the moon. Yep. You've got to tell me the yep. story of how he got there. Yeah, I'm with you completely. I, I agree with that 100%. I don't think there's anything pro- – like, yes, Sean Spears is the one that doesn't work. However, every no, it still works. It just 2000- doesn't – yeah, I'm sorry, Tony. It, it still works. It just – I wish he was built up more to be there. Like, if he was going to be there as the vet – he should have been built up the last six months. Yeah. That's all. But here's the deal. Every, every stable, every single yep. stable needs to have someone to take pins. And that's just that's just the truth of it in 2021. You don't have a stable where there's not someone. Like, think about Bullet Club over in Japan for the longest time. If Yujiro Takahashi, the Tokyo pimp, was in a match, or Chase Owens was in a match, and it was a multi-man match, and you knew Chaos or LIJ or Suzuki Goon was going to go over, who was taking the pin? We knew it was Chase Owens. We knew it was Yujiro. And if one of the other guys, Kenny or a Buck, took the pins, which never happened, really, and if you did, you don't remember it because it happened so seldom. <laughs> if that was going to happen, it was It was going to, like, we knew who was going to take it. That's what they were there for. Sure. They didn't strengthen the stable. They just balanced the stable. No, I that's love what, what Sean Spears saying. is going to be. And, and that's fine. My my concern, though, Tone, when I when I look at a stable, right, we picture the horseman, right? We picture an evolution, an NWO. It doesn't matter what it is. Sure. You always have that number two ready to take over and ready to take control eventually, right? That's what stables are for, to build that second person. Sure. Well, Sean Spears isn't going to be that second person. That's my concern. It's a little different, obviously, with MJF's age, though, because typically the leader of the stable is usually the, the, the higher-end vet, and number two is the guy underneath, or ready to break yep. through. And I think that's why you and I discussed before, and we can say they're being listed, and that's fine. Uh, Nick Aldis in this group would have just been a tremendous acquisition and a piece of this yep. group, and I think would have fit it well. Nick walking around in that yep. suit with that title – as the guy, I'm not saying with MJF there, yeah. you can't do both of them, right? 
I just think no, Nick would have done more for the stable than I, I just don't think MJF needs it. And I think they need the stable, but they don't need him in it, if that makes any sense at all. Makes complete sense to me. Yeah, it makes complete sense to me that it would be that way. I I, I think the stable is going to work just fine. I think it's a great idea. I think that the, the and I, yes, the Sean Spears part is the problem, but now we're going to see in this feud between those two factions, Jericho versus MJF, obviously. Hager versus Wardlow. Wardlow will win that one, obviously. Great. And then you'll get FTR versus LAX, and great. that will great. be great because they Fan, those two fans have a, win that one. That's who wins that one. The fans will win that match. They, they did a wonderful job putting this stuff together. I'm pretty excited about it. I've just um, with, with, we, with LAX tone and, and the revival really quick before we jump into for, the next topic. LAX, I'm sorry, I call him LAX still. Out and powerful. Um, they can work any kind of match, and I think they've been waiting to prove that. They've worked a lot of the higher flying, higher spotty matches. When they get in the yeah. ring with Revival, it may be one of the Revival's top three AEW matches, in my opinion. They are going to work their asses off. And some fans yeah. may not love it because it may not be as flashy as what you've seen, but it will be real good when you talk about storytelling. Oh, for sure. Yeah, FTR works really well with the small guys, too. So it's going to be good stuff. I'm very, very excited about the the, the potential of those. No yes. doubt about it. Uh, let's talk about some news here. Guys, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, there's some news here. Let's give it another one. AEW thinks that maybe, 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 maybe. Maybe they finally fucking care about women. The women next week Whoa, are hit the breaking event. news button one more time. <laughs> it is crazy to me that it took two years, almost two years of this company existing, but finally. Finally, we have Thunder Rosa versus Britt Baker in an unsanctioned lights out match main eventing dynamite on St. Patrick's Day's next week. And, you know, a part of me wonders, did they just do this so that everybody was so drunk they don't remember that they main evented the women? I will not disrespect either woman like that as far as a drunk comment. I will say this. <laughs> I think they expect to lose much of their 18 to 49 demo next week. And I think they're doing it to appease the harder core fans. I'm not, there's no way for me to sugarcoat that. I think that's reality. Yeah. And I think that's why. Yep. Um, they both deserve it. Absolutely. It It is. If you're going to call your shot, it's next week. Look, when this week's ratings hit and viewership hits, I have to let a couple people off the, the cliff for a second. South Park is going to hurt AEW. It did the first time they ran the pandemic yeah. special, and it will this time because the same demos are very strong on both ends. It's not the same demo for NXT as we've seen. Uh, again, next week, right. we go to the same demo going out, not watching TV. I wish it was a normal week. I'm super excited for the women on the show next week. And I don't think there's anybody better to do it with because, listen, as much as she has been the face of your women's division, Britt was your face of your women's division from day one. And when you brought in right. Thunder Rosa, it's because you needed badly somebody else. And she's been tremendous. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, no doubt. Um, I think this match is going to be very good. There's not a whole lot to say about it other than it is very, very good news that they are going to main event. Whatever the circumstance is, whatever wow. the reason is that we're going to have them. What's What are you wowing about? Well, we got a comment from Mr. Uh, Andrew Augustine. I expected the main event to be on Bleacher Report. Huh. BR Live, baby. Those That well, works I mean, so well. Kind of where they put them for the most part. So, hey. They didn't piss me off at all trying to order the fucking pay-per-view on Sunday. I'll tell you that. <laughs> hey, this this match is going to be good. I have some more breaking news for the other company. Bobby Lashley's a ratings draw. The ratings went up with a black world champion. And uh, hey, guess what? That's amazing. That is great stuff. The Hurt Business, I was not a fan of initially. But I really like what they're doing with Bobby. Bobby Lashley is kind of awesome to watch right now. It's everyone in the Hurt Business. This was a group it's, of it guys. Just it's so it was a group of guys that, I'm sorry, Cedric Alexander is an amazing wrestler. Shelton Benjamin in the Attitude Era was 10 years before his prime, right? I, the MMA right. Bobby Lashley, five years before his prime, right? But the guys weren't doing anything. They didn't lock in the audience's attention. And I've got to tell you, these last four, five, six weeks, everyone plays the role. Everyone looks like a goddamn million-dollar payroll coming out of the back. They look great. We got a new entrance for Bobby. WWE's all in on him. And let's remember the biggest thing about Bobby. I can't tell you the last time I've seen him get pinned on TV. It's probably been the better part of a decade. And let's remember this. Whenever he first came back, when Lashley first came back, what was the match we all wanted? We all wanted Brock Lashley, correct? Correct. Is that what we're getting? Is the thing. Like, no. if, if Lash, let's say no. next week comes along, and I, I imagine that right now, penciled in, it's always pencil until the until the week of the show. For sure. Or two weeks for Mania, I guess. So penciled in right now, we know it's going to be Drew versus Bobby. If next week he, they pop over 2 million viewers with Bobby in, in, involved in again, you cannot tell me that they don't go, all right, we got to call Brock. Here's what I'll like, tell we you. We got some I'm momentum. Sure, we got to call Brock. We got to play Brock. I'm sure they've already called him. But I think it would be a three-way at this point. Here's why. They're going to Peacock. First WrestleMania on Peacock, right? Gotta have a name. Sure. Gotta sure. have the guy, right? Who sold more pay-per-views in the last decade than Brock Lesnar? This is just a reality. It's probably been him because John of Cena. MMA. Yes. No, I'm talking the MMA UFC runs of pay-per-view buys. Um, mm -hmm. obviously mm -hmm. WB's mm -hmm. network wise. Big draw, big name guy. If they want him, what better situation than at Mania than a three-way? Drew pins Brock again, which is fine. Drew wins the title in front of fans, and then you can roll back Bobby Drew for a later date. That's how I would do it. Yeah. Unless Brock's coming back full-time sure. and I can set up the cage of death on NXT for Brock and Bobby, and not the same explosive cage of death, but the fight pit. That's the only way I'd do it. <laughs> like, I don't know if Brock and sure. Bobby in a wrestling match would be very good, if I'm being honest. I don't think it would be bad, but I'd rather see them go out there and just throw each sure. other around for three minutes than try to do a 20-minute match. 
Makes sense to me. So yeah, I do get you that. think? I get that do you think? Would you put your money on Brock coming back for this? Uh, I think I would put my money on Brock coming back at an elevated sal- uh, elevated pay from what he expected to get because everything's starting to open up now. Like you're and, and, and like. The, like so much of this has to do with why is he not working? Is it actually because he doesn't want to work or because Vince ain't tri- passing out the dough that he was because they weren't getting live ticket revenue? They're about um, to start getting live ticket revenue again. Go ahead and hit the breaking news button. Don't really do it. Anyway, uh, breaking news. Brock lives in Canada seven months a year. Right. He so he can't get, get he ain't going back over there. Correct. So that was the huge issue. Minus diverticulitis, minus his health, July, August, September, October, November. He couldn't leave. Like, that's where right. he was. Like, now, yes, he could do whatever he wants to, but let's face it, right? I'm sure Tony's called. I'm sure Dana's called. The fact that we have not right. seen Brock Lesnar on national TV or a pay per view since last year's WrestleMania tells me that it's Vince or no one. Otherwise, stuff would have been chirping. Sure. He would have been talking. And it's not just yeah. pandemic related, right. like you said. I understand completely. While it's open up, you make total sense, right? But I think you would yeah. have jumped already knowing him. He likes money, man. He said that before. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah, no doubt. Let's move on to the next topic here. We got just a couple more before we get the hell out of here. Omega will be facing. Kenny Omega will add Impact. What is Impact's next pay-per-view? Impact's next pay-per-view will have uh, Omega versus the winner of uh, Moose versus Rich Swan. Rich Swan and Moose will be facing off to unify the Impact titles that I don't understand completely why they were divided in the first place other than Moose found a title at like a KB Toys, which shouldn't be open because it went out of business in like 2006. Dude, if you can get me some KB Toys in Michigan, I'm all in. I'll take I'll take Toys to Us. Next, please, Children's Palace. Sign me up for all of them. <laughs> but anyway, doesn't matter. This is great news that we're still seeing this. It is weird, though, that the only relationship between Impact and AEW is just around Kenny. And I don't really understand. What I don't get is why did we not see them use the women for the Eliminator tournament? Absolutely baffling to me. We sent like, Why was party. Diana Perrazzo and jo- Jordan Grace not there? We sent that's a whole other topic for a different day. We sent private party <laughs> over to Impact, right? We've sent the Good Brothers right. to AEW, Don Callis to AEW, Kenny Omega to AEW, New Japan sent Kenta to AEW. Uh, Impact due, New Japan is due. I think at this point, when we look at the fact of where are they on this? Impact, I think, and I could be wrong, we can wait for pay-per-view buys. Unless Kenny Omega sells them a boatload of pay-per-view buys, they're not yeah. looking so great in this partnership right now. Especially because he's yeah. not losing. Like, he's not losing. No, he's going to win those titles. And so he's right. just going to win those titles, then have them on AEW, where I guess their thought is that if he holds those titles, then he's they like, maybe them? they want to see him defend those titles. But I don't think it'll work that way. No, because they have nobody to defend against. It's not like right. they're building talent there. Like, I, I listen, there is tons yeah. of talented people that work for Impact. 
men, women, humans. There's tons of talented people that work there. It just seems, however, the top is so filled with the same rotating out opinions that those people never get there. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I, I, I think so, too. Uh, it'll be, but this match will be good. I'm hoping that it is Rich Swan. It will not be. It'll be Moose versus Kenny, and a lot of people like Moose. I am not those people, but a lot of people do like Moose, and Moose will probably. Everybody can work with Kenny Omega. Like, what does it matter? Everybody tell, fucking works tell, working with Kenny Omega. Yeah, tell you, tell you a quick story. First time I saw Moose, 2014 Ring of Honor in Detroit. Uh, Moose was working okay. Keith Lee. My my friend and I were, were sitting in the back watching this on a monitor going, this has no right to be this good because it was absolutely amazing. And it was before Keith Lee was big in this area, right? So we didn't know of Keith Lee. We knew who Moose was. Sure. We knew football player Moose. We didn't know Keith Lee. Those two beat the hell out of each other. But it was, yeah. again, the worst part is my – most fondest match of Moose now at this point is seven years ago versus Keith Lee. Yeah. Yeah. It's a long time ago. Right. Uh, let's move on. We got we got two more things here, then we'll get on out of here and that we'll save the my favorite topic of the week. This is the last one. Uh takeover will be two nights this year. They'll start on Wednesday and then it'll go over to Thursday. Um it's a lot. There's just a there's gonna be a lot of wrestling that week. And like it's so I don't want to complain about it because what did everybody hate about the pandemic the most as wrestling fans last year? Mania happened. It was two nights. That was great. That was great. Mania. We, Mania. We, was need, very we good. needed that. We needed that Mania during the pandemic. They kept it yeah, less than three hours both nights. They knew what they were doing. Kudos to them. And the thing that we hated the most was that we didn't have any wrestling really that week because usually as wrestling fans, what's so cool about WrestleMania? It's like. Okay, dope. as right? soon as yeah. Tuesday hits, WrestleCon does a thousand shows. Joey Ryan no longer can do his penis party because fuck that guy. Just has to be said. He retired from wrestling, apparently. And he's not I really retiring. No, I have no idea who you're talking about. <laughs> you can't retire if nobody wants to book your fucking dumb shit ass. Fucking asshole. Anyway. I mean, somebody um, wants to book him. Yeah, him. He wants to book him. Well, okay. Anyway, that will go off on a tangent. But regardless, WrestleCon does shows. You know, some companies from overseas come over. The women's yep. promotions come over. Shimmer comes. Like, Shimmer does stuff. Everybody. And this year, we will have lots of stuff again. And I'm like, this is a lot of wrestling. And I think the main issue is that is when the big companies try to saturate it. I get why why WWE is doing it because they need to saturate it. They don't want the casual fan going. What's IWTV? I'll pay him 10 bucks and watch this shit because then you ain't that's merch money not going to the WWE. It's the right business move. Four days of wrestling. I mean, that's God, Monday, Tuesday, because NXT will be on Tuesday. Huh? We've got four days. We've got Raw on Monday. Oh, yeah. No, I'm way short. We've got the Hall of Fame on Tuesday. We've got NXT night one Wednesday, NXT night two on Thursday, SmackDown on Friday, Mania one Saturday, Mania two Sunday, Raw on Monday. Oh, wait, I'm not done. NXT on Tuesday, the tapings on Wednesday for NXT and AEW. And 44 indie shows. 
see, that's what sucks is what I, what I, 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 my primary thing will always be indie workers. Who's going to watch these indie shows? Who's going to watch these indie shows? Because a lot of the people that watch the indie shows are NXT fans. And Triple H and Vince are doing the right thing. It fucking sucks. But it's the right thing. The right thing for them as a business is is to book you out of watching any other content. But they're only running they're only running in prime time though. As you know, mania, the indie circle of mania, we are running from eleven AM till two AM. They're only they're really only saturating that prime time slot. I don't think it hurts the indie companies what they're doing at all. I truly do not. Sure. I think for people booking shows, looking at venues down there, I think Ring of Honor would hurt a little. Let me take that back. I think if this was 2017, 18, I was in New Orleans, Ring of Honor would take away from that indie experience, right? But not now. And WWE is not going to either. Ring of Honor's not there. Yeah. There's not one AEW talent on any single show except for Thursday, which is John Moxley and Bloodsport, period. Joey Janela is not even on his own yeah. spring break show, which is no longer his. No, it's not uh, his anymore. Yeah, it's RSP now. Right, because Tony doesn't want the guys there. He looks at it as a WWE weekend. Uh Will it be as big as it usually is, Tony? No, like you said. But will WWE have that week of people knowing it's Mania Week? I I would think between Peacock, USA, Fox, the network that will not be completely gone, even though they say it will be by then, I think they'll have plenty of people talking about it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think... Uh... It's just a lot. It's a lot of content in eight days, as Tanner says. Yeah, but it will be very good. You're going to get a lot of good. You'll get some bad. My suggestion, every single mania, four day, five day weekend is taking the good. Don't remember the bad and enjoy your time. If you're safe (laughs) and you're down in Tampa, you're vaccinated, you've had it, whatever your case may be, and you're traveling safely. Enjoy what's good. The worst part yeah. for you is to go down to Tampa, go to an indie show, and think what you saw in that one indie show represents all of indie wrestling. All of indie wrestling, oh, yeah, no matter yeah, what yeah. you watch, is different. You can go to the best show and there's something that you hate on it. You can go to the worst show and there's something you like on it. Just take it in. Like, Don't be as judgmental as we all are watching a WWE or AEW pay-per-view. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, no, no doubt. Uh, let's move on to the last thing here. I just thought this was really cool. This morning on WWE's The Bump, Molly Holly uh, did find out that she was the first official inductee for 2021's class. Uh, Shane Helms actually delivered the news to her, started crying while he was doing it. Yeah. She started crying. I started crying. <laughs> uh I like there's yeah I was I was young like in my like preteens whenever uh the attitude era was real big. So there are a few names that I remember really really well other than the big ones and Molly Holly was always one of them. She's probably one of the most beloved characters I think that we probably ever saw in WWE especially in a women's division that frankly was not good then. Um she was always a good worker. She worked in she you know held the hardcore title. Um she got a massive pop when she came back at the Women's Royal Rumble. 
And uh, I just think that is a nice thing to end this week's show with is the like celebrate how dope Molly Holly is and how well deserving that Hall of Fame nod is. Dude, one of the coolest things about Molly Holly, right? Because she's one more of those people before their time. Molly Holly right, went right. to the top rope and did this thing called the Molly Around. It's pretty much a 360 flip. She'd land on her chest. You're standing. You'd fall down. Unheard of at the time for anyone to do, let alone a woman at this point, right? Jeff Hardy's out there doing right. swantons, but again, half a rotation onto a guy laying flat. Molly Holly's going and flipping over the right. top rope onto people. like. But it right. wasn't just the Molly Holly gimmick itself. It was you had Molly Holly, then you had Molly Holly and Crash Holly, then you had Molly Holly and Right to Censor, then you had her by herself. She was super diverse. Like, I really yeah. respect what she did for them. Yeah. Yeah. She and she has a crazy like I'm just looking here, looking her up just to see. Yeah. Um, she's only 43. So right. she, that is pretty young, actually. For a, oh yeah. I mean, she's... think about it. If somebody wrestled 20 years ago, yeah, she was a baby when she was there. Yeah, she was tied. She was very, very young. She debuted in 1997 under the ring the the na- ring name Starla Saxton. My um, God. She, yeah, yeah. She uh, she's been and she you really hasn't done a whole lot since. But at 14, she broke the Minnesota State power wrecking uh, power lifting record. Yep. Uh, 75 pounds for her age group was the record at the time. She deadlifted or power lifted. 100 pounds at 14 years old. Hey, Tony, can you power lift 100 pounds right now? God, no. I'm exhausted. (laughs) I'm so tired from golfing. Although those of you that are watching this live and even you, Tom, I probably look way more rested than I have in probably a year. Tony looks fabulous. Let's let's not get into his tease of I bags under my eyes. I look tired. Another fabulous performance from Tony on on Spark to Death. Let's give him a round of applause. <laughs> uh, guys, this is a lot of fun. Tom, is there anything you want to talk about before we get out of here this week? I do. Before we got out of here this week, it, it's super important that I leave you with this. It's the last time I'll play it, guys. Thank you for joining us here. Please hit like, subscribe below. It's already gone. I've already handled it. We move (laughs) forward. Guys, thanks for listening to Smart to Death this week. For Tom, I am Tony. This is Shooting the Sports-ish, our new home. Please make sure you comment, share, subscribe. If you are watching these videos, please do me one big favor. If you're here at the end, go to iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Give us a five-star rating on that and get like start listening to the podcast. We have a lot of stuff on there. Um, we have sports all over the place. College basketball, March Madness is coming up. I just talked to a guy about some uh, some conference tournament stuff, all sorts of things. And I have another podcast maybe coming on the show that I'm going to talk to Tom about here later after Woo! we get off this show. But check it out. Here's the outro song. We love you guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you, everyone. Goodbye. So who was you expecting to choose for wrestling news? Rumors and predictions, collecting the views. We paid our dues and we got nothing to lose. Coming straight from the heart to two respectable dudes. Don't be confused. We're talking pay-per-views and upcoming cards. We're number one in your ears and number one in your hearts. There's a new show every week. It ain't that hard to check. I would like to welcome you to Smart.